Welcome to Empowered Birth, Love, and Life. I am your host, Emmy Robin. I am a certified birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, and breastfeeding counselor. And I hope that by listening to this podcast that you feel empowered going forward in your journey with your upcoming birth, your relationship, or life as a new parent. So let's get started. Hello. Hi, guys. All right. Well, this episode is titled The Forgotten Third Stage of Labor, and it's an important one. Um, A lot of people think that birth is done once that baby comes out, and that is not true. There are three stages of labor, and if you have taken a childbirth education course, you will know. Stage one has three phases, early, active, and transition. Stage two is pushing, and stage three is delivering the placenta. So we are going to specifically talk about that stage of labor and why I call it the forgotten stage, because it is. It's so forgotten. There are a few midwives that, you know, I follow on Instagram that are really amazing at talking about the third stage and, you know, the way that, that they kind of help that, um, that stage happen. You know, Lindsay Milas, she's amazing. Um, she's out in California and, uh, she talks about how she will, you know, massage the woman's legs and, you know, it's all about letting that oxytocin flow, right? I mean, throughout labor, this is the most important thing. And any little thing can make you distracted, loud noises, too much talking, the lights, um, you know, just a toddler screaming, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know, and, um, when the baby's born, you need to continue that oxytocin flow, you know, having that baby on your chest, skin to skin, allowing the cord to fully pulse and pump all of that blood from the placenta back into your baby. And as soon as the cord is done pulsing, that signals to the placenta that it is time to detach from your uterus and then you will birth your placenta. And a lot of people forget about this, that this is also a birth. And I see a lot of midwives and they're tugging and they're pulling on the cord to try to help it come out faster. And it's, you know, I get it. They want to pull it out. They want to inspect it. They want to, you know, make sure there's there's not anything still stuck inside of mom. And, you know, they. I get that midwives see a lot of the times that like a beautiful birth will happen. And then, you know, where they see things go wrong is in the third stage. But here's what happens is once that baby comes out, everybody in the room forgets that mom still needs lights low, needs it quiet, needs to bond with baby, needs to produce the oxytocin, needs to continue laboring so that the placenta will come off and she can birth that placenta. So, you know, there's, there's different reasons why a placenta, you know, might not come off, you know, there, there could be medical reasons for that, but 
I think a lot of the times we don't allow enough time. A placenta can take a while <laughs> to come off. Um, you know, I always talk about it all the time. My umbilical cord, my umbilical cord, Georgia's umbilical cord. Okay, it's hers, but I did grow it. So I guess I could say it's mine too. Pulsed for over 20 minutes, you know, and then once it stops pulsing, you know, then, then the midwife or the provider's like, do you, do you feel, do you, do you feel urged? Do you feel a, a cramp? Do you feel a contraction? Do you feel like you need to, it's like, that's too many questions. That's too much going on. You know, if the cord stops pulsing, give it a little bit. <laughs> if you start seeing a bunch of blood, that's a different story, right? Cause then we're dealing with PPH, but if not, let's let's not freak the mom out and let's not um, start pulling, you know, and forcing everything to come out. Like this is still a stage of labor. And this is where you can really advocate for yourself, right? Because there's a lot of things that happen in the third stage that I see as a doula that I do not agree with. And fundal massage is one of them. And I know that, you know, I've asked, um, everybody knows, everybody, I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming everybody who listens to my podcasts also listens to birthing instincts, or if you haven't, you need to. Um, and, and Dr. Stu, I remember texting him after, or not texting, but you know, Instagram messaging him after a birth that I witnessed. It was an amazing birth. It was my sister-in-law. She was great. I'm going to have her on. Hopefully she'll be my next birth story. And, um, you know, it was an amazing short labor, you know, she did everything. She was badass. She kicked ass. And, um, after the baby was born and after the cord stops pulsing, it was like, <laughs> it was like, they were just so rough and pushing on her uterus. And she, I remember she screamed. Her cord stopped pulsing very quickly. Like it was probably like five minutes, if even that, three to five minutes. <clears throat> and, she, you know, she didn't even scream like that throughout her labor. And I just remember like the look on her face. And I was just like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that oxytocin high that everybody talks about after having a baby. Like she's, she's so honest with me and, and I love that. And I was like, yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah. Cause you were just abused. <laughs> like It was an amazing labor. The midwives are great, but that was a little too much. The fundal massage is a little rough. And so when I, um, you know, I did a birth after that and the mom, you know, she had a long labor and it was a lot, you know, and she wasn't hemorrhaging or anything after the baby came out. Everything was fine. And about 25 minutes went by. And I remember one of the midwives, she was like, Hey, we're going to give you like another five minutes or so. And then I have a little bit of Pitocin, like a little hit of pit. And I remember the mom being like, uh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> you know? And they were like, yeah, but it's, probably a good idea. So they were like trying to like push back on it. And they were like, okay, well, it's been 30 minutes. It's like, they put this crazy time limit on it. It's like 30 minutes still isn't enough time. Like she was being put a lot of pressure for her to have contractions. And really like the baby was on her and I was like trying to help with breastfeeding and like, you know, really just like 
encouraging that bond, you know, and they gave her the Pitocin. It's Aaron, you, the Aaron episode 11 ceremonial birth. And they gave her the Pitocin in her hip. And she still to this day is like that hurts in that area. And she did have postpartum hemorrhage a couple weeks later when she was like three or four weeks postpartum. And guess what? One of the side effects of Pitocin is it's supposed to stop postpartum hemorrhage, but guess what? One of the side effects is postpartum hemorrhage a couple of weeks later. So the body doesn't like Pitocin and she just did this amazing natural labor at home. And so it was just kind of back to back births where I witnessed amazing birth. And then all of a sudden in the third stage, it was just too much. I was like, man, that just killed the vibe. You know, the fundal massage, the pulling the placenta out, the putting the pressure on mom to have contractions after she just had a baby, you know, it needs to be treated the same way that the entire labor is treated. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, let's just like relish in this like oxytocin high. Let's encourage it. Let's maybe step out of the room for a little bit, give mom and baby, you know, you can kind of stand by the door and keep an eye on her vagina and make sure she's not hemorrhaging out midwife. That's fine. But if you have a bunch of eyes watching you and all of a sudden you're not laboring anymore, you become very aware of all the people that are staring at your naked body. And it's very hard to get back into that zone. Now, when you're in labor and you're having these contractions and, you know, everything's crazy and you're, you're going through these surges and you just, you don't, especially when you get to transition, you don't really notice too many people around you. There are, you know, if there's too many eyes watching you, it definitely gets like, okay, there's way too many people around me right now, but you know, it's after that baby comes out, it's like, that's the time for mom, baby, dad to just like chill, just chill. Let them have skin to skin. If mom wants to try to breastfeed, let her try to breastfeed. If not, don't, don't rush it. Don't force it. Baby can lay there. You can eye gaze, you know, cause the home birth, they don't rub that goopy crap in their eyes. You can sit there and eye gaze, which is what we're supposed to do after having a baby. Baby looks at mom. This is the first time they hear mom's voice outside of the womb and see their eyes and see their face. And, you know, that is what releases oxytocin. And, you know, my last episode, I talk about, you know, people you have at your birth, they all need to understand that it's not just like no conversation and silence, you know, throughout the labor, but it's also postpartum immediately. Like that third stage needs to be respected and honored as a new doula, as a green doula. I didn't understand that. I was just like, okay, I helped mom have a baby out of her vagina, you know? And then it was just kind of like, do you want me to help you breastfeed? And it's like, I didn't understand like, Hey, sit back, chill, relax, like rub her feet, rub her legs, you know, make her feel good while she, you know, she just labored hard, you know, give her a little bit of a massage while she's holding onto the baby, make her a warm meal, you know, make sure she's drinking some water really honor that the third stage is still labor. You still have to birth a placenta. Now, as soon as that placenta comes out, you're, if you're doing this in a hospital, oh my God, you're going to have a nurse, an overzealous nurse or an overzealous OBGYN, like 
palpating your uterus aggressively, which is unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. You don't need that. And so how I advocated for myself and, you know, you can attempt to do this if you're having a birth in a hospital, if you're with a midwife, they should absolutely respect this request. But, you know, as a massage therapist, I was like, I know how to touch my body, you know, and you can even Google Funda Massage and kind of figure out how it's done and what it's for and, you know, how to do it. And you could do it yourself because guess what? You're not going to hurt yourself right? But you can get the fundal massage done to yourself by yourself. And it, it, I mean, truthfully, you know, I've seen uteruses go back down after birth with the more in shape mom is, you know, it's like, um, like that most recent H back that, um, I did. She, you know, her uterus, it was like her, the midwife was like, Oh, okay, perfect. Everything, everything's done. Like she didn't, she didn't have to fundal massage her. And I was, but it was because, you know, she was on such an oxytocin high. She had so much love and support around her. You know, she was just loving life. And she immediately got that baby latched to the boob. It was awesome you know? So she didn't need that aggressive fundal massage, you know? And so what I did anyways with Georgia, going back to that is, you know, when I went into my appointment, I talked to my doula and I was like, oh, oh, I messaged Dr. Stu. And I was like, what are your thoughts on fundal massage? Like, this is what I witnessed. The mom literally like screamed. She didn't even scream in labor. So like, how do I approach my midwives like any midwife that I work with, because obviously an OBGYN is not going to hear what I have to say, but a midwife, a good one will listen. And I'm like, how do I approach this? And he gave me some really good pointers. But then I talked to my doula about my own birth. And I was like, she was, cause she was really great. Melissa Reeves. She's awesome. She was like checking in with me. She was like, you know, how are you feeling? What's coming up? You know, what can I talk to you about? What can I help you with? Which is incredible, you know? And I was just like, this is kind of what's on my heart is the third stage. And this is where I would love for you to help advocate for me. Like throughout labor, I can really advocate for myself. If you could just be there to hold space and rub on me, counter pressure, give me water, all the things. But for the most part, I can advocate for myself really well through labor. I know these midwives. I know birth pretty well. I know what I want, what I don't want. But the third stage, I feel like because I have the baby on me, because everything is so, you know, like, ah, you know, that's usually when women are are taken advantage of, especially in the hospital. If you have an all natural medication free birth at the hospital and you have that IV port in already the nurses got orders to go ahead and hook you up to 20 units of Pitocin, which is ridiculous because you just did a medication-free birth. Pitocin has serious side effects like postpartum uh, preeclampsia, like postpartum high blood pressure, postpartum hemorrhage. You can, your uterus can rupture, your bladder can rupture. I mean, so many things can happen from Pitocin. So that's something that you really need to discuss with your provider. Like if I'm hemorrhaging, if I'm having a postpartum hemorrhage, by all means, hook me up to some pit, but allow my placenta to come off 
in its own time. And the hospital will not let this happen. So what happens when you get hooked up to 20 units of Pitocin immediately after you have your baby, it forces that placenta to come off before it really would have naturally. So in other words, your cord is pulsing, um, you know, and you know, your cord could possibly have pulsed, you know, 15 to 30 minutes at a home birth and then your placenta would come off. But in a hospital, the doctor doesn't have that time to like sit. She's got to get to the next room or he has to get to the next room to deliver the next baby or do the next C-section. So they're like 20 units of Pitocin. Let's make this happen. Let's do this. Boom, boom, boom. All right, we're good. All right, placenta's out. Let's go. You know, like let's do repairs and then let's do this and let's do that. It's like, it's such, it's, it's, uh, it, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, It it makes me, furious to think of how birth is treated at a hospital. Now I'm not this, look, I understand that there are amazing OBs out there that do, um, you know, value birth and this and that, but they are still very clinical, very medical minded. They have fear. They're constantly in a state of fear when they're delivering your baby and they do not allow your cord to pulse all the way until it stops pulsing. <laughs> if they say they do, they're lying. Because unless your cord stops pulsing after five minutes, because, you know, most do, but some take up to an hour to stop pulsing. It's very normal. 45 minutes to an hour. That happens with with cords. Are they going to let that happen? No, because they're afraid of postpartum hemorrhage. So they'll hook you up to Pitocin and they'll, they'll make it happen faster. So that's where I see a lot of like, people are so great at advocating for themselves. No, I want a birth ball. No, I want the wireless monitor. I don't want Pitocin. I want to pump my boobs or I want alone time or I want the light slow. Like they know how to advocate for themselves in a hospital birth, but guess what? You're not done advocating for yourself once that baby comes out. They don't need to take the baby off of you to go to the warmer, to get their app guard, to get their measurements and their height and their weight. and their That can happen after two hours. You can be like, okay, why don't you come back in two hours and you can do the, you can do all the things, the measurements, the weights. I don't need this done right now. Thank you. You can go to the next room and you can come back. Thank you. That's how you advocate for yourself you know, and they're like, no, 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 sorry, we need to do this now. No, 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 you don't. I'm doing golden hour. I don't want the baby off of my chest for two hours. And I will push the nurse button when I'm ready for my baby to be weighed and measured. Okay, we don't need to get that right now. But the same thing goes with your placenta delivery, because that is very important. It's important for your baby to get all of that cord blood. And it's important the way your placenta comes off of your uterus. If it is forced off of your uterus because of Pitocin, that can cause a lot of, you know, stuff. So allowing biology to (laughs) physiologic labor to happen naturally all the way through until that placenta comes out. And even after the placenta comes out, like baby stays on mom, you know, the third stage pushing, I mean, um, delivering the placenta, it's like, and then we go to immediate postpartum. That's also forgotten. 
And that's where I see the trauma at the hospital. So yes, you had an amazing birth. You had a good job. Yay. You did it without medicine. You did it with medicine. I don't care. You didn't, you didn't have trauma. That makes me happy. But the third stage, they come in every 15 minutes. We got to come in and we got to do this. Me, 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 pushing on your stomach. No, you don't. That's when you look at the nurse and you say, uh, no, you don't. I can feel it. I'll feel it. I'll let you know if I feel like my stomach is retaining fluid or, um, you know, or if you want to look down in my vaginal area whilst I push on my stomach and give myself a fundal massage, by all means, look down there and see if clots are coming out or, you know, you can gently feel on my stomach, but by no means are you going to aggressively push on my stomach and cause pain that is so beyond not needed. <laughs> like fundal massage. I'm I'm sure people are listening right now saying, "Oh my god, that like I in the hospital, that's that's what hurt." Was the nurse coming to do that? Was the OB doing that? Like after you have a C-section, after you have major surgery, they will come do this aggressively. And guess what happens? Sometimes those stitches pop open internally. You get an infection. Like this doesn't need to happen aggressively. Like it it just doesn't. It doesn't. So, you know, just knowing how to advocate for yourself. So I went into, um, oh, sorry. I went into the midwife's office and I, you know, it was about 34 weeks. This was after talking to my doula. She gave me some amazing advice on how to advocate for myself. So I said, hey, what are your thoughts on allowing me to fundal massage myself? She was like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. That sounds fine. And I was like, well, truthfully, I mean, like, what what is the what is the super importance of fundal massage? Like, why do we have to do fundal massage? Like, can we not have to do fundal massage? Like, can I just, you know, like I understand if there's like an importance to it, then we'll do it. But I would like to do it to myself because truthfully, I would hate to go all through labor, birth this baby as an H back, and then do a funnel massage, and that's where I have the trauma. Like, I just, I I want to do everything myself. She was like, no, absolutely, you can do that. And so that's what we did. I fundal massaged myself, barely. And guess what? My uterus went back down and I barely touched it. You know, I was breastfeeding her. I was bonding with her. I was on a crazy oxytocin high. So all these things are really important. So after mom has a baby, keep the lights low, keep the sounds low, um, rub her legs, rub her feet, cook her a warm meal, make sure that her and baby are bonding, eye gazing, husband, if you can give, oh my gosh, husband, if you can give kisses and hugs and love and, you know, just all the things like it's so, so important. And it's much needed in that third stage. Sorry. It's one of my clients. Um, it's much needed in that third stage. You guys, it is so, so, so needed. So don't forget about the third stage. Don't allow people to take advantage of you once that baby is out. And remember, you still have to birth that placenta. So saying things like, please don't pull on the cord. 
you know, to pull the placenta out. Please don't put pressure on me to have a contraction. My body will have a contraction when it has a contraction. Let me just bond with the baby. Like if you're hemorrhaging again, that's a different story. They can, they can get worried. They can do all the things they got to do, but it's rare. And if you're going to have a toddler at your birth, oh my gosh, this is usually where they will freak out because of all the blood and because now you have your sibling and they want to see the baby and they want to hold the baby and they want to do all the things. So a lot of the times it's like, okay, bring the toddler in, but have somebody on toddler control because you don't want that baby to take mom out of it. Like mom is going to need to continue focusing on the baby so that she can release that oxytocin so that she can deliver that placenta. And so if there's too much going on and it's chaotic around her after she has the baby, like that's where you're going to see chaos after the birth. So whether there's like somebody turns the lights on like too bright or, you know, there's it's, it, there's just too much going on, right? Like somebody enters your space. that's not supposed to be there or whatever, you know, that's when the hormones aren't still in sync. Mom needs to bond with babies. So if there's a toddler or another kid in the room, that's being too distracting, you know, if you're a doula, get the kid out of there or get well, whoever or whatever out of there that is distracting. So, so, so important. Um, because like I said, like birth is not done until that placenta is delivered. So make sure to advocate for yourself all the way through your birth, uh, all the way till that baby is on your chest and that placenta is out because that is another birth. Um, yeah. And fundal massage. Think about it. If you want to do it yourself, you can do it yourself. Have your practitioner show you how to fundal massage yourself. And if a nurse, if you're in the hospital, a nurse tries to come in every 15 minutes, you can show me what to do and I'll, I'll do it. You can show me what to do and I'll do it. That's how you advocate for yourself. You know what I mean? And they're going to give you the like, okay, well, (laughs) so yeah. It's a shorter episode y'all, but it's a very important one. The forgotten third stage of labor I just want to make sure that, you know, if you have that beautiful labor, if you have that beautiful birth in the hospital, at a, at a birth center or at home, that you don't forget to continue advocating um, partner. This is really great, you know, but yeah, aggressive fundal massage needs to stop. It's, it's unnecessary and it needs to stop. There's other things we can do to help mommy's uterus go back to normal size. So I love you guys. Sorry. That was such a short episode. Hopefully you got some sort of education in traffic (laughs) and remember to trust your body and trust that baby.